0: Good job, everybody. Oh, big stretch. One, two, three, eyes on me. One, two, three, eyes on me. I don't think that works for dogs. Well, I mean, it, it might work. work. Well, he did look yeah. up at you.
1: That's true, he did. Hello? What do you have
0: for me? Nothing! Glasses. <gasps> oh, you're so much more hands on now. <laughs> oh, boy. All right um
1: hey hi hello my creepy lovelies today we are joined once again by the lovely ham
0: hello thanks for having me back
1: you're very welcome back we're going to discuss a truly foul human being today um we were supposed to be joined by a third party but that individual Mm -hmm. is slinky apparently
0: slinky's pretty upset
1: (laughs) yes our third partner in crime will join us uh, for a later episode in the future. So, um, The foul human being we're going to tell you about today is Arthur Shawcross, also known as the Genesee River Killer, and on the murder map, here in the podcast room slash office, he is from the New York region. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, we'll just dig right in. I'm going to yell a lot in this one, just... Mom, I already told you I was going to, but I'm reminding you again when you listen to this.
0: Um, I think it's fair in this case.
1: Yes. So, um, Shawcross was born in Kittery, Maine, and was the oldest of four kids who were born to humans called Arthur and Betty. And his family lived in Watertown, New York, during his formative early years. Mm -hmm. Born in Maine, moved to New York. Um... He surprisingly had fairly high grades, but it was surprising because his intelligence tests and his IQ were, like, below average, like, IQ of 86. Oh.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's
1: interesting. Mm-hmm. So, there is that. He was also a bully at school and was prone to, like, violent outbursts.
0: You can say. Yeah,
1: right? uh, And he ended up dropping out of school in 1960. Mm-hmm. He was a frequent bedwetter and why that was important I can't remember, but I took the note.
0: Um I think that's one of the signs of the triad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Butting, young budding cereal killer. Mm-hmm. Sorry,
1: I've just swirled my drink a little bit. Um I forgot about this part. This story is absolutely fucking bonkers.
0: I know like the rough stuff towards the end, so I'm really excited to hear this beginning stuff that you've dug into. <clears throat>
1: All right. So he would later claim that his mother would perform oral sex on him oh my God. from the age of seven.
0: It's disgusting.
1: And that he also had ancestral relations with his sister. No. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of times where he claimed that he was like, he was really proud of like being sexually active at that young age of seven and that he was sleeping with, a lot of people, which again included incestuous relationships with his sister and his mother, and also his cousin. So we're off to like a gross, weird start.
0: Yeah, yeah I really don't have words for that. Mm-mm. That's disgusting.
1: Um, there were also a lot of other claims slash boasts of him having sex with farm
0: animals. No.
1: Yeah, Um, and he also liked to brag about his ability to perform oral sex on women. Oh, and males. Sorry, I forgot that note. Um, okay. Yeah, I just... mm.
0: Yeah, I... Yeah,
1: Um, He also claimed one time on his way home from school that he was pulled into a car at knife point and forced to have oral sex with a man who was holding him, like, at knife point in the car. But the dude, like, lost his erection, and so the man got mad and, like, kicked him out of the car.
0: Okay. So I just, like... Just, like, some random person driving down the road?
1: Just some random person. That particular story gets reported a lot, but I'm not sure, like, how true it is. I didn't... I'm limited on resources. I can't go find a police report. I don't know if it would even be public and if so, there like, would even be one, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, he just says it a lot, maybe to use it as, like... Justification right. for why he's so awful?
1: Maybe. I don't know. There's just there's a lot of really weird tidbit things that, like, I don't know if he's trying to say, like, this is where I come from. I thought this behavior was normal. Or it's a haha, look what I can do. I'm this terrible. Like, it's, in yeah,
0: it's somewhere in the middle. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Super. Yeah. Um so jump to 1967 he gets drafted um at the time he's married with a young son excuse me but before he ships out he divorces his wife and gives up paternal rights
0: cool great
1: yeah again super strange seller human yeah uh he did one tour in vietnam doing supply and transport but he would always brag about like beheading the Viet Cong, I think they were called at that time, nailing them to trees, eating them, like... I've heard
0: some of that stuff. He,
1: he never saw a battle. Ever.
0: Yeah, it wasn't that one pretty pretty gnarly, though, right? Vietnam like, so, was nuts. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe he saw stuff happening like that. I don't know. Or I, I couldn't even imagine even witnessing something like that.
1: Mm-mm. Um, he would also claim that he murdered and raped like a ton of Vietnamese women.
0: Okay, cool. That's yeah.
1: Mm hmm. I don't. Again, yeah.
0: th- why are we bragging about these things? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. it's like a macho man thing? Or... I mean, he's just gross and is proud of being a gross But
1: We're going to go with that. I yeah, think. okay.
0: Um, Fair.
1: After the war, he moved to Fort Sill in Lawton, Oklahoma. Um, But he was still, like, active in the army, but he was an armorer instead. I don't really know what the fuck that means. I don't know if it's, like, loading the artillery or making sure, like, the rest of the troops have access to the artillery, but...
0: Mm -hmm. That would make sense, right? Because the armory is where they keep all this stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, He ended up marrying again, but then his wife started to realize that he was less a knight in shining armor and more of a terror. Um, And so she kind of started to experience this... New desire he has, which adds to our psychopath serial killer triangle, that he had a strong desire to start and light fires. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, at some point, the army psychiatrist told her that, like, he had a sexual, like, tied to that, like, he was getting off by committing arson. Sure. Yeah, you know.
0: Who doesn't? I guess. Normal people. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> Ugh. I yeah. just, I don't know. Disgusting. Mm. I don't want to like
1: harp on anybody's like kink world stuff, but it just sounds like he didn't do it in a safe right. way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you enjoy what you enjoy?
1: Be safe about it.
0: But be safe and maybe don't escalate to murder. Yeah, that definitely yeah. not that.
1: I think that's key. Yeah. Key. Key Mm -hmm. point. Um, So he was discharged from the army, thankfully, and he and his wife moved to Clayton, New York, but she divorced him shortly after because he started committing more arson and then he started committing burglaries as well.
0: All right. He's ramping right up.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He got caught and he served five years up at Attica Correctional, but he only ended up serving 22 months and was released early in October of 1971. It's very interesting why he was released, and I feel like it's counterintuitive to his character, so I feel like it was a very calculated move on his behalf. So he ended up rescuing a correctional, correctional officer during a prison riot. Yeah, so I think that he was like, if I do this thing, I bet you I could get out before five years. So, when his term came up, that was definitely in and looked good for his early release. I could see that being
0: a theme,
1: yeah. Yeah, so he's released early, heads back home to New York, gets a job at Watertown Public Works in the department, gets married for a third time, no surprise, gets divorced for a third time. (laughs) uh yeah gets married a fourth time gets divorced a fourth time oh my gosh it's yeah so i i my note is it's like it's almost like when they see the true hymn they're like um this is super creepy no thank you this is not what i had before Mm
0: -hmm.
1: let's no
0: yeah yeah so just like hello (laughs) he's really enjoying that bone
1: yeah Rex, can you take a break? Thank you. Oh, okay. You might be the only happy thing in this room with your brother on this topic today.
0: Slinky's wagging his tail, so he's a happy
1: camper. Um, On May 7th, Shawcross kills his first known victim. We're in 1972. Mm -hmm. Uh, I say known because I think it's likely that he killed way before that. Yeah. Um, and before I get into the details of this one, they're super brutal and there is some mutilation.
0: And how old is he at this point? Mm,
1: math. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have the date that he was born in my notes.
0: That's okay. I mean, he's got to be yet
1: 20s. He's got to be early 20s, yeah. maybe late 20s.
0: And already divorced four times.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Hopefully he's doing it in different counties so the judges aren't like, this motherfucker again? Yeah, again? (laughs) Come on. Yeah. So, Kills' his first known victim, May 7th, 1972. His first known victim is a 10-year-old boy named Jack Owen Blake, who he lured into the woods in Watertown and assaulted and then strangled him. But they didn't find the body until they received a phone tip on September 5th. That's a long time. Yeah. Just...
0: I'm just bracing for the awful. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. about
1: to um, So three days before the body of Jacko and Blake was found, Shawcross raped and killed 18-year-old Karen Ann Hill, who was just visiting the town with her mom.
0: Before they found the first body? Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: But, um, so they found the body. Hold on. Math. They found the body on September 5th, right? Mm -hmm. So three days before is September 2nd. Mm -hmm. He's arrested on September 3rd. What? I know. Okay. So I don't know who called in the phone tip. Okay. So I just want to put that out there. It's a weird kind of hinky timeline. So he went from May to not doing anything and then had another one in September I think for him, it's an extremely long time to not have anything have happened, for him to not commit any kind of crimes or anything.
0: Yeah, like, but it's probably, like, the slow build. Maybe. Sort of Maybe. Yeah. okay. So, May was his first one. Mm-hmm. September 2nd. Second. Was his second one. Second he one. He got arrested on the third. The
1: third, yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're on a quick timeline. Mm-hmm. Um... The yeah.
0: So, you said someone called in a phone tip.
1: A phone tip. Otherwise, they that never would have found Jake
0: Cohen. Oh, someone. So someone called in a phone tip that he murdered Jake. Holy crap! Okay. So
1: they called in a tip that led to the discovery of the body. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what kind That's of tip. Insane. Okay. Somebody may have seen him. It may have been wife number five or whoever he was dating at the time who was like, something is up, or they knew something. Like, we just, we don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, thankfully, the grand jury indicts him for murder on October 17th of
0: 1972. Okay. I'm already pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because clearly he gets out.
1: Yes. So he pleads guilty to the lesser charge of first-degree manslaughter for both crimes and was sentenced to 25 years back in Attica. But in November, they transferred him to Greenhaven. So he's at a totally different prison now. Mm-hmm. And the DA's excuse for accepting the plea bargain was that there wasn't any evidence to tie him to Jack Owen Blake's murder. So they, he pleaded to it. But there was no evidence to tie him to it. So if they went to trial, they weren't going to get anything on that murder. It would have just okay. been on Karen Ann Hill. Okay. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not what we wanted. But, well, it would have been something. Except, this is in all caps, after 14 years, he was deemed no longer dangerous and just released.
0: Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. How do you determine that? Was he under psychiatric evaluation Goes go through mm-hmm. any kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, any probably not back then.
1: Well, I'm sure there's some level of evaluation, but it's just, like, the science isn't there yet. Like, the statistics aren't there yet. Yes. Forensic psychology is new. True. Psychology itself is still being built up as, like, a viable science. Yeah. Neurology is probably still in its infancy, so it's, like, you know. Okay. Um... But I think it's interesting because it... Oh, no, here we go. Yeah, my notes. It was against the psychiatric recommendations because in them they stated that he was a schizoid psychopath. And schizoids are super cold. They cannot be intimate or emotional. And they can't form, like, basic emotional attachments. So they don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. And they, frankly, don't care to understand. Yeah. So.
0: Ugh. Ugh. This is awful. Yeah.
1: Thank you, this is awful. Thanks. He's making it
0: feel better. Yeah, he's soothing kisses.
1: Yeah. So I just, I can go on my soapbox about this because we've seen this in so many cases that I've covered and cases that Banshee and I have covered. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, okay, I'm sure that if somebody sat down and pulled all of the research on this, Mm -hmm. it does not add up. No. It doesn't.
0: Yeah, and who makes the call to deem that person not a threat anymore? Like if he can't if he can't understand that what he's doing is wrong.
1: Right. Well it's you- parole and probation boards, and in most cases, I think those are like either elected or voluntary positions, depending on the county or the prison or whatever. Like
0: It's so terrible.
1: Yeah. I just So Thankfully, though, some people had some fucking sense in this situation after his release, Mm -hmm. and they, like, ran him out of town.
0: Okay, awesome.
1: And it happened a lot. So when they found out who was moving there, so, like, he had to move a bunch of times. Had a really hard time finding a job.
0: Oh, man. Who? I can't remember the guy's name, but um, the Mary Vincent story. Mm -hmm. That guy got ran out of town a Mm few times. Mm -hmm. No one wanted him.
1: Mm
0: -mm. I love hearing stuff like that.
1: I know. People are trying to do that with, um. what's the rapey swimmer he was just released?
0: The college kid? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I can't come up with a name, which is probably fine.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: <laughs> no one wants him.
1: Well, so he settled in some town in Ohio, and a lot of the women on social media are like, if you see him at a bar, do not interact with him. Wow. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yes. Thankfully, somebody's paying attention, though, so. Yeah. Um, so back to this piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He gets run out of town a lot, can't hold a job. His parole officer eventually has to move him and uh, his girlfriend to a hotel in Rochester, and they, they settle there for a little bit. But the kicker is the parole he's officer. Got a girlfriend. Right! Wow. Right! Okay. Do, again, do you. I just no. <laughs> Do not date serial killers.
0: I mean, it happens though, right?
1: I just you know there's nothing sexy about that. Like, yes, they can plan ahead, but so can normal fucking <laughs> men. <laughs> Jesus! <ahead>.
0: <laughs> Come yeah. on. I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone has their thing, <sighs> I guess, but it just blows my mind. I
1: just like, yeah. It's like all of the women who showed up to Bundy's trial and Ramirez's yeah. trial. Oh, yeah. They're just like, you do understand mm-hmm. what they are doing to women.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I I, am. Um, oh, let me. Let's link you up, But, um, it's crazy. The Ramirez stuff is super crazy to think about how you were either completely terrified or mm-hmm. totally in love with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to speak? Do you have something to comment? No? Just being cute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a That's whole fucking crazy. thing. Okay, so. Scott, a girlfriend, parole officer moves them to a hotel in Rochester. They settle for a little hotel. bit. Okay. But the parole officer forgets to notify the authorities in Rochester who's <gasps> staying there now. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whole fucking thing. So,
0: quote, clerical error. mm -hmm,
1: Because of this, Shawcross and this current girlfriend are able to find a more permanent place to stay in Rochester because they're not being run out of town because nobody knows he's there. Oh, God. Mm Mm-hmm. He's just flying under the radar. Okay, so... What I want to make clear in this point, because it wasn't clear to me until I was... Slinky, stop being silly. (laughs) Writing these notes is... At this point in time where we're about to get into all of the extra, extra stuff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he is currently married to a wife, number five. Jeez. He has a girlfriend. Okay. And he's going to go run around with all of these other people. Sure. So.
0: Why not?
1: I don't. That's I'm a lot. fan of girlfriend. That's a lot of shit to juggle. I just. So much. Yeah. So. Yeah. Boop. Hey, I a boop. Um, so one night in February, it's 1988, mm-hmm. uh, it was reported that he rode his bike from his wife's house to his new girlfriend's house, Clara, mm-hmm. so he could borrow her car. Okay. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it almost fell over. <laughs>
1: Apparently, he was upset because there was a lot of tension between his family and his current wife
0: you well,
1: got I wonder why. Uh, yeah. Um, and so he had, had an argument with his sister about the Christmas gifts they sent because his sister was like, I fucking returned them. I don't want anything from you or her. Like,
0: no. Yeah, like you're a murderer. Mm-hmm. And why that poor woman? Mm-hmm.
1: So obviously he was super pissed, triggered an episode. He was like, I'm going to go to Claire's house. I'm going to borrow her car. I'm going to go for a drive.
0: And
1: find someone else to murder. Yep. Yeah, so he takes the car down by the Genesee River, driving by Lake Avenue, which was mostly an industrial area at that time. And it was known to have, like, cheap prostitutes and drug dealers. And so he was prowling for a sex worker. And when a woman named Dorothy, she was called Dotsie, Blackburn, like, waved him over to stop. And when he pulled over, she was like, hey, do you want a date? And he was like, sure, that sounds good. So he pulled over to a parking spot, like, behind the warehouse he had found her at. And he was like, all right, here's what I want to do. He's like, I want to pay you 30 bucks for mutual oral sex. And she was like, okay. She agreed. Um, during the encounter, things did not go very well. And so Shawcross would later tell people that she bit his dick so hard that she drew blood. And so he, in return, uh-huh. bit her vagina back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then strangled her until she was unconscious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so once she was knocked out he tried to stop the bleeding on his dick i put member but dick is better i guess sure and then tied her up with her own clothes and then drove them both uh, out of town to which ended up being like one of his favorite fishing spots mm-hmm. and they ended up in a park called salmon river and when he got there he told dotzy he's like i'm gonna fucking rape you i'm gonna kill you but for some reason She decided to taunt him Mm -hmm. over and over and over again and was like, all right, fucking bet, dude. And then he strangled her and crushed her windpipe. Cool. Yeah. I don't know if I would taunt somebody like that when you have no advantage. And you're tied up. And you can't get out. Yeah. That being said, I've done some really dumb shit in my life. Yeah. So. Not as dumb as this, but. Yeah. I'm not saying that she's dumb. I'm just saying I think she had more of an advantage than she actually did. And then it didn't work in her favor.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, he sat in the car with her body for like an extended period of time after that and then dragged it over to a bridge by the park and then just dropped her body in the river. Sure. Yeah. Um, he went back to where he picked her up and didn't see that anybody cared that she was missing. Or even really noticed. And so when he was satisfied that nobody seemed to miss her, he took her clothes and belongings and tossed them into a dumpster. Okay. And then in the morning, he took the car back to Clara's and rode his bike back to his and his wife's house. And apparently, because Shawcross was typically erratic in his behavior, Clara didn't think it was weird. The wife didn't think it was weird. Sure. This was a normal occurrence for him.
0: I don't need that kind of chaos in my life. I like. And no. as chaotic. There's there's no type of love like
1: that at my age, my ripe old age of 31, mm-hmm. where I, I want to disturb my own personal peace for that kind of shit.
0: Yeah. Or just like be okay with that kind of erratic. Absolutely not. Behavior. Yeah. That no. would drive me crazy.
1: Maybe my boyfriend has my car. Maybe he's never coming back. Who knows? Maybe he's with his wife. Yeah. Does Clara know about the wife? Like, bleh.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's that's something else.
1: Mm. There's a whole fucking thing. So, sorry, I have to spit this ice cube back in my cup so I don't <laughs> chew it on the mic. This industrial area. Would become like his hunting grounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, local sex workers knew him as Mitch. Now. I'm going to stop there for a second. Because I feel like. Sex workers at this point in time. It's the late 80s. Early 90s. There are a ton. Of serial killers. Mm -hmm. That have been targeting sex workers. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of them. To have known him so well as Mitch. Would have known better, or at least assumed better, to not get in the car with him. So either he had to be frequenting some of them and returning them alive. Yeah. And then also killing some to kind of maintain that nobody's suspicious. Yeah,
0: because I feel like it's... The sex worker community is very Mm -hmm. close-knit. in, like, designated areas because of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So... And I, I think there's been cases of that before where someone's really well-known and sometimes their victims don't obviously come back, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people who they've taken and returned. Mm-hmm. So it's... Yeah. It's not... It's not unheard of. No. It's yeah. just a... Yeah. Where I would and like a little weird. bit more context. Yeah, and it's weird. I'd be curious to know if they all knew who Mitch was. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they had some kind of like
1: don't get in mitch's car yeah
0: don't go don't go with him or like oh he's weird but he's harmless Mm -hmm. depending on Mm -hmm. their experience with him. yeah Hmm. because they are very close in those communities so yeah i don't don't yeah i don't know so yeah
1: but that's what he's decided to do they know him as mitch um Mm -hmm. March 24th, authorities find Dotsie's body floating downstream from where she was dumped. Uh, because it's still still super cold, mm-hmm. um, her body was pretty well preserved in the icy water. But, uh, of course, you know, DNA has already been washed away. Mm-hmm. But they did notice a chunk of her vagina was detached. Oh, God. Yeah. That's awful. Uh, absolutely.
0: Um, sorry? Until just- totally. I... Yep. With his, like, teeth Mm -hmm. have done that. That's brutal. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Just fucking...
0: That's, like, some serious anger. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, It's reported that he didn't kill again until July 9th, but his boss at this time found out that he was in prison and fired him, which I think was the trigger for his next kill. Okay. Uh, Or at least his next wave of a lot of anger. So he goes down to his usual spot searching for a sex worker, picks out his next victim, Anna Steffen. He drives her to the river near Driving Park Bridge in Shawcross, would later state that she offered him sex for 20, but he was unable to get it up, so she made fun of him. He punched her in the face, knocking her over, Um, and then she tried to get away from him, so she crawled, like, to the riverbank to try to escape, and then he just, like got in after her and held her head underwater until she drowned. And then just, like, let her body float away at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, he was pissed. He was pissed. It's like, yeah, you can't get your dick up. Like, it's kind of funny, but, like, you don't need to react that way. Yeah,
0: maybe kill someone. But maybe you're right. It was a combination of that and getting fired. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ugh.
0: So, and how long was this after the
1: last one? So we went from March, April, May, July. Four months. Okay. I'm not good at math, guys. I'm sorry. I can pay my bills, but
0: like. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, I would have done the same thing.
1: Yeah. The yeah. Um, they find her body in September. But because we're in the summer months and then we're kind of coming into fall, her body was pretty badly decomposed. Okay. Um, Shawcross managed to get a new job and stay out of trouble for a little bit, but that only lasted like a month until July. Um, Mm -hmm. What is interesting about this next piece of information... I'll just read it to you And you'll find out for yourself
0: Okay Um,
1: So his next victim Wasn't a sex worker But a homeless woman Who he used to work with Who used to work At the diner He would go to all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, 58 year old Dorothy Keller And so They developed a friendship And then they started Sleeping together He still got wife And Clara Somewhere
0: Mm.
1: So um, July 29th He was on his way To go fishing And they ran into each other And he's like Yeah Like come with me It'll be fun and so Shawcross told the authorities that they spent all morning fishing and having sex. But then they got into an argument after the weather turned bad. So, like, I guess it started raining or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started to fight about her stealing his money. But then she was like, well, you're still with Clara. And she was like, I'm going to fucking tell her about the relationship. And, oh, blah, no. blah. and so he beat her with a small log and then hid her body under a fallen tree and went home. And so he would later tell police that he went back to the train to remove her skull and dump her body in the river.
0: Okay, so now he's removing. Yep. Skulls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this was before she was like decomposed or anything like. It's not. The timeline isn't
1: really clear on that. Because he tells Cause them that he goes back. That's quite a jump. It is mm-hmm. a jump. Okay. Um, fishermen discovered her body in October, but nobody originally connected those murders until he was questioned and interrogated and he talked about it. Okay. Um, which I thought was interesting considering they were seen together all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, so now he went from, what, August to October, Mm -hmm. and now he's removing a skull. Uh
1: Uh-huh. So we're, we're ramping up. Ramping up, And with, then... And,
0: and quite a bit. Pretty steep ramp
1: up. Pretty drastically, and we're kind of... If I'm not, if I wasn't anonymous, I could make this a YouTube and you guys could watch the things that I do with my hands one day. Um, Mm -hmm. So essentially in most true crime, sorry, in most cases like this, Mm -hmm. when a serial killer is ramping up, they get to a point where they can no longer control their urges or what they're doing Mm -hmm. and they start to lose control and the loss of control makes it worse. Yeah. And so... Ham and I are looking at my hands, and so we're kind of, like, at a a pretty tall midpoint here, and we're gonna lose control.
0: In a real steep angle. Yeah,
1: Yeah. real soon. So it's just... just...
0: All bad. Okay.
1: And he shouldn't have even been out in the first place.
0: Yeah. So now they still don't know who he is, that he was a murderer. Yep. They still don't know he's there. Okay. And no one's connecting that him and this new dead person Mm -hmm. were friends. Mm -hmm.
1: And it doesn't sound like anybody is connecting Mitch to being the perpetrator either. Okay. So, we're going to get to September, which is, Mm -hmm. now we're a month apart at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, We're at the end of September, September 29th. Uh, Patty Ives disappears after she went on a date with him. He said that she offered him sex for 25 bucks. He agreed. They went to a construction site and had sex, but in the middle of intercourse Shawcross told police that he saw her stealing from his wallet so which logistically like how I exactly but anyway (laughs)
0: Um, Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I was sitting here trying to work out how that would happen yeah
1: either the clothes are really close or like she's very strategic in her movements or it's a flat-out lie entirely I think that that's probably Probably the case yeah Um, he says that he pushed her off and then to the ground and then anally raped her and strangled her until she died. my gosh. So we're just like, just like all over, all over the place. Um, he hid her body under some construction leftovers, which is just like pieces of construction that weren't properly disposed of. Um, and then waited until dark and then went home. They found her body. That doesn't make any sense. Nope, it does. September comes before October. Got it. Sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So she was actually. Okay, so let's back so up she a whole second. Was before... She was before Keller, okay. and they found her body six days after they found Keller's body.
0: Okay, so she was before but found. Mm-hmm. After.
1: Got it. But we're still. That's still it's a tight timeline. Time time yeah. Um, and then here are all of these other people so we're we're going to go pretty back to back at this point hence okay. the clenched hands
0: yeah.
1: um so october 23rd june stott went missing her remains were found november 23rd november 5th marie welsh disappears her remains were found january 5th 1990 it's not even 2 weeks Mm-mm. november 11th he kills a sex worker francis brown in a similar way to the others but claims that he choked her with his penis while receiving oral sex and that he had sex with her body after she died
0: ew
1: yeah there's a lot of you and all of that um and then he dumped her body near the riverbank but her remains were found november 15th i should have put this on my cork board with all of the different dates <laughs> red, the red string
0: in, the red string yeah. yeah no no, i'm following
1: um at some point so now we're getting to a part where media is getting wind of the story yeah and they they're Naming him as the Rochester Night Stalker, the Rochester Strangler, okay. and so the Genesee River Killer. Now
0: they're putting it all together. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, they're saying something is happening. Somebody's got to fucking pay attention at this point. Yeah. Um, some outlets tried to tie it to the Green River Killer, mm. um, which I could see. I could see it. Yeah. Um, that's a long way.
0: Yeah.
1: But, but you, you know. Okay. It. Um. Also, during this time, authorities are like, they still, they have no idea that he's there. Mm-hmm. Still nothing. So they don't know who they're it's looking for, and they don't know that there's a predator just right fucking there.
0: Yeah. it's Yeah, it's legitimately mind-boggling. There's, like, clerical errors that happen. How?
1: Well, but also, like... I assume that he still has to be in contact with his parole officer. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck isn't the parole officer being like, "Huh, look at all of these things that kind of fit the pattern of this person that I forgot to tell the authorities is fucking here"?
0: Yeah. So his parole. So he has. He somehow got a new parole officer in the area. But yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't. Nope. He didn't nope. Put two and two together. Okay. Nope. <laughs> that makes no sense. To me. That makes me so angry. Okay. Yeah. Um. Just, yeah,
1: I will say this based off of not my personal experience but somebody who I used to be close to personal experience um, parole officers are usually one of two individuals mm-hmm. and sometimes they're both they're severely overworked mm-hmm. and underpaid
0: Absolutely.
1: or they're very lazy
0: mm.
1: so for example I was close to somebody who did Things and went to jail and blah 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 and his parole officer like checked on him like once in the two years he was on probation. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's so terrible. It's definitely
1: nothing close to any of the mm-hmm. shit that we talk about or that we've been talking about, but like just to give you kind of an idea.
0: Yeah, no, I mean you hear it all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's fucking
0: just... parole officers, social workers, they're all Pay them more. Yeah. It's not that hard. Overwork. We
1: have all of this money, we're just fucking throwing mm-hmm. around and shit. Them
0: and then teachers. Yeah. Damn.
1: Yeah, don't get me stupid. Yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so we're angry. We're mad. But he's not done. So um, we go from November 11th mm-hmm. to November 15th. Kimberly Logan wow. goes missing. They find her body the same day, though.
0: So okay. he's slipping up somewhere. Yeah.
1: Um, November 25th, Elizabeth Gibson goes missing. Her body's found. no November. November 27th
0: so are these all sex workers too
1: some of them are sex workers some of them it just didn't say and a Mm -hmm. lot of them I don't know how many until I get down further in my notes Mm -hmm. they were actually able to tie to him because you know how a lot of these people just go missing and they fit the description and so when Mm -hmm. you read through these stories and these articles like they're lumped together Mm -hmm. but they're not always ones that you can take to court because you don't have enough evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt
0: yeah well, the one that was found the same day—do we know if she was a sex worker?
1: It doesn't. My notes no. don't say. I'm going to assume so.
0: I'm yeah, because I'm curious if now now the the community is like, yeah, they're like no, no, just keeping a real tight watch on everyone because mm-hmm. you hear they come in, they come up with like check in yeah, um, mm-hmm. systems and things like that. So wow, that's crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. so now he's down to what four days? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, then he's got a couple days because the 25th.
0: Okay. Thanksgiving. A couple weeks. Yeah.
1: Right? Gross. Yeah. Thanksgiving.
0: Rude. Um, Just let me eat my food in peace. All right. Fuck.
1: So this one, they engaged in oral sex. He again claimed that she was trying to steal his wallet. Strangled her, dumped her body in the woods, but in a different county. Oh. Mm-hmm. this time so I think he's like alright shit's picking up I have to yeah. try to be a little bit more in control of the situation yeah um, and then we get to December 5th Shawcross picks up Darlene Trippy from his hunting ground and drives her to an isolated car park pays her and they start to have oral sex but he couldn't get it up um, so she became frustrated and started calling her names he strangled her to death and then dumped her body in the woods nearby Um, they found her January 5th,
0: 1990. And then, um... Wow, so how old? He's, what, in his 30s? I think he's in his
1: 30s, 40s at this point. So he's been killing for years. Yeah, because in
0: his 70s he was, what, in his 20s?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, December 17th, Shawcross picks up June Cicero, takes her to a secluded area, tries to have sex with her, strangles and kills her, dumps her body over the bridge of Salmon River um ick warning so just Mm -hmm. yep uh he came back and cut out a piece of her vagina and then said that he ate it
0: gross at least
1: that's what he told people i thought it was too gross to
0: i don't i don't know what's worse as like lying about it or actually doing it Either one is It's just terrible. bad.
1: It's all around bad.
0: But also, like, why would you lie about something like that? Ooh, it almost yeah. makes me feel like he might have done it. Because yeah. that's disgusting. Yeah. But know, he's a sick... He's,
1: he's sick, a sick individual. We've got yeah. one fucked up...
0: Mm-hmm. Person.
1: Um they find her body on January 3rd and his final victim was Felicia Stevens. On December 28th, they found her remains December 31st. Um, so in the the order that he is murdering them, their bodies are being found in completely different orders. Mm-hmm. So um, I have this note. I'm like, okay, he has this pattern. Why are sex workers getting into cars with him from the same area? But like we've discussed, the community is tight knit. So the other thing that I think we have to... Th- to come out from another angle is as if there are newer sex workers and some mm-hmm. of the more seasoned ones are like, do not get in that car. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like, he's offering me a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. This is really going to help me out with stuff that I yeah. need help with. And they get in the car anyway.
0: Yeah. Or, I mean, it could even be a seasoned sex worker who's yeah struggling with whatever, yeah. you know, money problems or drugs or yeah. what You know, oh, there's so many different reasons for that, that that could happen. It's just awful.
1: Yeah, it's just... no.
0: And it's also awful that it's such a marginalized yeah. community that they don't get no. as much attention.
1: Mm-mm. They're like, oh yeah, they're criminals. Meh. And you're yeah. like... Yeah. They're still humans. Human beings. So Dr. Manhattan and I watched uh, Monster the other day. He had never seen it. I've never seen it. Super good. Yeah. Um, But I think... Despite all that is Eileen Wuornos in that case, Mm -hmm. it is a very good film that, in my opinion, of never being somebody who's in that realm of sex work or any Mm -hmm. of that stuff, it shows the pattern Mm -hmm. of people go into that line of work at a young age, try to leave that line of work, Mm -hmm. have no means to do so, Mm -hmm. because they have nobody to help them, and then they have to go right back to it. back into it, yeah. So...
0: Yeah, which it. it, Regardless of what kind of work, like, they're still all human beings. Like, we should still be.
1: Treating um, everybody like fucking human beings, except for this fucking Arthur Shawcross piece of shit.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, there (sighs) definitely are certain exceptions to the rule, but. So stupid! (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. Sorry, I'm putting myself back in my comb
0: box. In box. Yeah, in your box of terrible.
1: Box of terrible. Um, so now we're at January 3rd. Shawcross is back at the river, and now he's doing this weird thing where he's going to visit June Cicero's body. Because a report stated, a couple of reports that I read stated that he had hoped to have sex with her body again.
0: Ew. Yeah. This was his last victim? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, and then this is also apparently where he cut out her uh, reproductive organs. So there's that. Um, he wasn't following the investigation into himself all that closely. Stupid. I agree. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have known that police were closing in on him. And they had that area under very heavy surveillance. Yeah.
0: Why wouldn't they? Right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. They also didn't have any records. I know. I know yeah
1: this is stupid Anyway <laughs> um, he found a spot overlooking the bridge um, so he ate lunch and was just like staring at the body. Yeah like
0: beautiful scenery out here mm-hmm.
1: Total fucking psychopath um, Gross. but a police copter spotted his car
0: mm-hmm. and he
1: sees it he hears it so he got, he gets into the car and he starts to leave as the chopper gets closer. Um, so the cops follow him. From Highway 31 to Route 259, and I, I don't know where the fuck that is. I don't know New York yeah. that well.
0: Wait, so did they think that it was him? I, or I, were they just really watching in the area? I
1: think they're watching in that area, and okay. I think if, if you're a person and you're just chilling and you see a chopper, the chopper's coming towards you, yeah. nine times out of ten, we're going to let it go over us. Yeah. We're not going to leave.
0: If you don't have anything to worry about, why would you leave?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So leaving immediately makes him suspicious if they didn't already think it was him.
0: Right. And plus, I'm sure all the reports of any suspicious person are saying Mm -hmm. Mitch, Mm -hmm. not him specifically. Okay. So they're closing in on Mitch.
1: They're closing in on Mitch. Um, Chopper calls in patrol to follow him by car. Mm -hmm. This dumb motherfucker goes to Carla's place of work. I'm assuming it's Carla, because in the notes I just said her place of work, so I don't know if it's Carla or the wife, at Wedgwood Adult Home. Just goes there. He's like, ah, oh, yes, I will be safe here. No. No, idiot. Police make entry to the adult home, follow Chakras to the basement, because... Yes, barricading myself down in the basement. That's brilliant. Yeah,
0: I'm super innocent. Like. I'm gonna run from this copper and, or chopper and hide in a basement.
1: Yeah, copper chopper.
0: Copper chopper.
1: (laughs) Well, it's also, like, his motive is not, is using his hands to kill. Uh So I'm assuming he has no weapon. So he has nothing to barricade himself in there with. Sure. Like, they'll wait you out, bitch. Yeah. Fine. They don't care if you kill yourself. At some point. Like, seriously. Yeah um they asked for his id and they asked him to come out so they can ask him some questions Mm -hmm. it sounds like they were pretty like hey we just want to talk like don't worry Mm -hmm. blah 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 um he came out and they asked him why he had been at salmon Creek, and he said oh you know like i was just driving and i had to pee and he's like but i saw the copter and decided to pee in a bottle instead because i didn't want you know
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So they get him back to the police station and they question him a lot more further.
0: Mm-hmm. At
1: this point, he tells them about the prior conviction. No. Mm-hmm. Um, he was super cooperative and had a super convincing alibi. Okay. So they let him go home. But they, of course, picked him back up the next morning. because they're like, hey, we've got some more questions yeah. about where you were. And... They're like, a lot of this doesn't make sense. And eventually he just started fucking confessing and identifying victims. Oh, my. And he was like, I'm going to take you to grave sites of those you haven't found yet. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, During trial, his attorneys told him to plead innocent so they could use the insanity defense because, you know, he's got that low IQ. Um, That doesn't make you
0: insane.
1: I agree. But it's – they for insanity at that point with a low IQ, they can try to argue that he doesn't know right from wrong.
0: No, no. That would be his diagnosis of – Yeah. Whatever. I can't remember. The
1: schizoid. Yeah, but it's the – I think from that angle, they're coming – trying to come from like a comprehension piece. Damn.
0: Okay.
1: I agree, but nonetheless. Um,
0: I mean, it's legitimately illegal to kill someone, so –
1: Pretty basic, like, no,
0: don't do that. Don't do that, you'll go to jail, mm-hmm. which you already have.
1: Yeah, for doing it. Yeah. Um, as a result of this, he received obviously extensive tests by many psychiatrists. So, a doctor, Krauss, one of them, said in a report that Shawcross was an emotionally unstable, learning disabled, genetically impaired, biochemically disordered, neurologically damaged individual. Who was alienated from significant others his entire life, venting his frustration and rage, mixed with fear and defiance in a lifetime of ever more violent and destructive aggression, which ultimately turned into overpowering Murray's murderous fury. No.
0: Well, I have never heard such a long winded. Also, alienated from significant others, mm-hmm. like he's been married five times. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like alienation to
1: me. Well, and so if you look at it from if Dr. Cross was for... <laughs> if Dr. Cross was for the defense, obviously that's what they're going to say. But the other thing is, is all of these psychiatrists are interviewing him.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that may be his perspective of what happened in his marriages.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's the information they have to go off of because that's what he's telling them.
0: Mm.
1: definitely not what happened but definitely probably what he said happened Mm -hmm. um dr dorothy Offnell lewis also stated he had been traumatized as a child and this is this is what gets me fucked up uh result she says it, it resulted in multiple personality disorder and that he had a personality named bessie when he killed I agree. No, not a thing. She also made the argument for PTSD. That, based off his childhood trauma, fine. And
0: Vietnam. And like, Vietnam. Yeah. Absolutely. I could I could get behind that.
1: I, only that. I have very strong feelings about multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I wrote part of my thesis on it, but mm-hmm. also because it's like... It's one of those things where if you have an individual who is charismatic and intelligent enough, they're going to get through all of those exams you throw at them to try to identify if they have it or not. Mm-hmm. If they are also somebody who reads a lot and researches, they may have already seen those tests and no fucking answers. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. Well, in the,
0: in the Hillside Stranglers, I know that... Um... One of the guys, I think it was Kenny Bianchi, Mm -hmm. tried to claim he had multiple personalities, Mm -hmm. and they put him through a bunch of tests, and he failed Mm -hmm. miserably. Mm -hmm. So I just, and I think he was smarter than this guy. Yeah. So, okay.
1: I just, I think that that diagnosis is incorrect entirely. 100%. Anyway. Um, FBI profiler Robert K. Ressler reviewed the claim and stated his claims of witnessing wartime atrocities was outrageous and absolutely untrue based off of all of his military records. Okay. So there's that. Uh a doctor Park testified saying that he had antisocial personality disorder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That I could see. Uh huh. Are you done, Rex? I'd I be curious to see if we got that.
0: I think he's dreaming.
1: Maybe. He makes different noises when he dreams. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Him's a big noise stretcher though. <laughs> oh. Um. Also, they did a medical scan of his brain later, which showed that he had a cyst pressing on his temporal lobe.
0: Oh. Yikes.
1: And they had he had some scarring on his frontal lobe, and so both of those parts of your brain play really large roles in decision makings and control in the brain. What I was most interested in is the scarring of the frontal lobe.
0: Yeah.
1: Because how did you get that? Yeah. How did that get there? Also, how long has it been there? Because if he's been killing since he's 20.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you, mean, that doesn't fully develop until you're 25.
0: Yeah. I mean. It's just crazy. He, yeah. Fell and hit his head at some point or something.
1: And then scratched his brain?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird,
1: right? Yeah. Huh.
0: That's That seems pretty extreme to not have any record of it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was. I mean, it sounds like his family just didn't really care about him anyways so, yeah like maybe something major did happen and they just he didn't. didn't he doesn't remember mm-hmm. you know because it was so major and no one told him and yeah ugh.
1: yeah just
0: and assist yeah geez.
1: not that it justifies in any way shape or form what he's doing but it kind of right. gives us a little bit more of an idea of like the actual chemistry of his brain that yeah. may have been affected yeah Um, Thankfully, Shawcross was ultimately found guilty by a jury of his peers and sentenced to 250 years. Mm.
0: Um,
1: He was remanded to Sullivan Correctional Facility in New York. And in 1999, the New York State Department of Corrections found out that he was selling paintings and photographs on eBay within the prison. So they suspended his art privileges, obviously, and locked him in his cell for longer periods of time.
0: What about internet privileges? I mean, I just... I don't know uh, why they have internet privileges. I don't know either. It infuriates me. Like, I don't care what kind of limitations you have. This person's in jail for murder. Why is he getting internet privileges? Yeah. Like... Yeah.
1: Okay. Or tax dollars. Hard at work. Hard at work. Yay.
0: Is he still alive? No. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, in 2003 he was interviewed by a British reporter for a documentary on cannibalism where he bragged about the damage he did to three of his victims. So I think that mm-hmm. maybe that more than likely happened. But the good news is he died in November 10th uh, sorry in November 10th on November 10th, 2008 of a cardiac arrest. Mm. So I understand those are very painful. Yeah, so I, t- I take a little bit of
0: solace with that. Sure. I mean, hopefully it wasn't too major. No. Massive sure. heart attacks would take you out immediately. Yeah. And so well, I do hope he suffered a little bit. I'm sure he did. So And is still suffering. Well yeah,
1: I'm sure there that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you have it. Wow. Me, again, seeing River Killer. Arthur Shawcross. Um I had to stop researching at one point because on Murderpedia or one of the other many sites i used there was an image of him in prison with whoever he was married to or still married to and his daughter yes and
0: his daughter i did see that picture mm-hmm. yeah and there's um there's an interview with him not even about the cannibalism on like youtube mm. um it's like an hour a whole hour long thing i can't remember the name of it um but if you just google him it comes right up but yeah i saw that picture of him His wife and daughter. Just fucking.
1: And that, that shit drives me fucking crazy. Like, I understand visitation for other types of crimes, but, like, we don't get to see our loved one anymore why the fuck do you get to see yours yeah
0: uh get married because he obviously got married while he was in prison yeah and had a child while he was in prison yeah ours yeah
1: our their lives are gone yeah if they didn't if they you know in our case we will never get to see that wedding Mm -hmm. we knew no kids were ever going to come out of that because most of us are (laughs) anti-children but (laughs) not anti-children we just don't want them yes um So it's just, it's like, it's so frustrating. And the other thing that's just so frustrating is being a victim or a family member of a victim. You have to be in control of your emotions and you have to be prim and proper in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want the case to be biased or overturned or allow any little room for what the fuck are those stupid things called appeals yeah but the other families Mm -hmm. or the families of the murderer the murderer themselves can behave however they want they might be in contempt of court at one point in time but that has no bearing on the case it's a double fucking standard and it's like i'm i'm I am doing a lot of work to make sure that when we get to our case mm-hmm. that that's not going to be me personally. I think the other part is is when we do the victim impact statement, like, they're supposed to be ref- mostly professional mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And you're supposed yeah. to talk about, like, your loved one and the impact. And all I want to do is fucking tell them how much I fucking hate them. Yeah. Can't really do that. Not mm-hmm. supposed to. I might find a more eloquent way or slip it in in a different language so I can at least get it out but it's just like
0: yeah
1: and it's the system the system doesn't think in my opinion I don't feel like they think about these things
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're just like oh yes justice is served it's like yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is it sorry like you <laughs> so
0: yeah oh. Yeah, I can't, I can't even wrap my brain around being in that position, but, but to allow this man to get married and have a child yeah. after murdering that many yeah. people is... Well, did it? did it?
1: oh fuck, what was her, her name? Bondi did the same thing. Oh yeah. And Bondi he knocked
0: her up, right? While he was in prison? Oh yeah, he wasn't even supposed to have conjugal visits. Yeah. He like convinced a guard to look the other way. <sighs> yeah yeah it's it's awful it it breaks my heart for the families of the victims when stuff like that happens because it's like why does this person get to have like granted they are in jail but like how do they get to have a whole family and a whole life yeah yeah
1: it's yeah it's fucking it's It's crazy it's crazy and i will never understand why we focus on such parts of reforming the criminal justice system. I'm doing air quotes. You guys can't see me. Mm -hmm. Parts that, like, yes, make sense, but are still... We never get to the root of the issue. Mm -hmm. And that, in my personal opinion, that's because getting to the root of the issue doesn't get anybody paid. Nobody gets money out of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, as much as I want to believe that, like, the whole incarceration is supposed to be some kind of way to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, why am I blinking on this word? Is there a similar word? <laughs> uh, reform. Oh, it's yeah. To help reform you, but, like, why, why are we not putting the resources out there to, to start. actually reforming people? Like, yeah. get them in some good, you know therapy sessions and whatever yeah. else instead of just sticking them in there and then they get to appeal every two to five or whatever years mm-hmm. until people are finally like, "Yeah, it's been plenty of time. Let's let them out. But like, why aren't we actually taking the steps? If, if that's the whole purpose of jail, yeah. then why aren't we actually focusing on that?
1: Well, yeah. And also, why the fuck are there so many appeals?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just heard about a case and I, I don't want to bring up any names up, but- this gentleman brutally murdered this this girl, this college-aged girl. Mm-hmm. And he gets to appeal every two years. Mm-hmm. And the family has to show up. It's like mm-hmm. a full-time job. Every yeah. two years uh-huh. to fight against his release. Uh-huh. Every two years yep. he gets to appeal. And so there's this huge petition going around mm-hmm. um, to formally stop any more appeals. Mm-hmm. Just to have him be in jail for life. Because it was so brutal. Why... Mm-hmm. Why is he allowed appeals every two years on something so terribly brutal?
1: Yeah. And then I think the other coin of that is is people are like to the people in that family, why haven't you moved on? Why can't you let it go? How in the fuck am I supposed to let it go if this guy can appeal every yeah. fucking two years?
0: If he gets out, well, who's to say he's not going to come after us for coming and showing up to appeals every couple of years?
1: Well, and that's the other thing, is there's supposed to be this notification system for surviving victims and their family yes. members when people are being moved now.
0: And they they it, don't.
1: They don't. Yeah. in the state of California... Is pulling some really shady shit. Sorry, I'm just gonna yell the like, mic. Really shady shit right now yeah. with Sam
0: Quentin. Oh, that of all places.
1: They're everybody's. They're moving everybody. If you have already been convicted uh, and you are on death row, mm-hmm. they are moving them. There are. I did the math a couple weeks ago. There are like sixty to seventy other families who are like my family mm. who have. Convicted suspects in San Quentin and all of those people who have been sentenced to life and or the death penalty, they're being moved to other prisons. Why? Because, because stupid motherfucking Newsom, I still hate you. I will always hate you. Stupid motherfucking Newsom wants the land. That is prime real estate. It is overlooking the Bay Area Ocean. He wants to move-he wants it for himself? No, he wants to sell it. He wants to move everybody out of that prison because it's expensive to run. More air quotes. Sell the property and do something else entirely with it.
0: Okay. It's I mean I guess I could see the logic behind that with a struggling economy. You know, like, let's boost it or whatever. But, but like, how about we notify people properly? And San Quentin's where, like, the worst of the worst are. So where yeah, are they going? Exactly. Are they, is it, like, going to be just as secure? No. Yeah, so that's terrifying. That's, like, the top. I mean, Alcatraz is still
1: standing. Send them there. Yeah, Don't him fix there. it. Just fucking send them there. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it's pretty brutal the way it is right now. I was just i was there a few years ago and it's it is cold and terrible over there but yeah Yeah. so it's just like that's insane i had no idea they were moving everyone out yeah
1: and a lot of other families have been where's
0: scott peterson going
1: exactly where did gsk go oh shoot yeah
0: i didn't even think about that yeah pavels we're gonna need some commentary on this yeah
1: where is he going where did he go who else is alive that's still out there? Man. Manson's dead, right? Yeah. Okay. He definitely, he
0: definitely <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. like Yeah. That that's insane. You yeah. don't have to look in, into that anymore. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. It's bonkers and it yeah. There are so many things that I have such a gripe about with the criminal justice system. I know we talked about it last time, but like yeah. Attempted murder, it's like, mm-hmm. oh we'll slap ten years on you. it's like, oh, because he failed to murder mm-hmm. me? Cool.
1: Yeah. Well now, but it's anyway, in like a movie. We could go on forever because now they're gonna start doing the same shit with abortion in some
0: fucking states. Oh yeah, I don't even wanna get started. Yeah, like yeah. So Church was, and state are supposed to be separate.
1: It's <laughs> the last thing I'll say. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't put my religion in your fucking laws. You wouldn't like it anyway.
0: Yeah. That's all terrible. Thanks <sighs> for a terrible. I'm morning. sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> come to my house. We'll have a terrible time. We have so
0: much fun. Oh, talking about awful things. Fuck, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: thank you for coming. Yes. Ham will be back. I have yet to come up with our, uh, a name for our third counterpart. I do have yes. a really interesting intro, though. I'm super hyped. Oh. oh. Okay. It got to do with uh, Johnny Depp Camille Vasquez fan club
0: oh my gosh yeah yes <laughs> okay I'm in Yeah. let's talk more about this later. we can talk more about this so.
1: <laughs> alright y'all um, this episode will come out when it comes out it will definitely be a Wednesday um, if it's not already Halloween when this pops up please go vote on what you guys want to see for the Halloween special on the Instagram I need some ideas.
0: Are you doing something haunted? haunted?
1: I don't I don't know. I put it out to the
0: Insta people
1: to see if they want to hear because I don't think Halloween falls on a Wednesday, so it's gonna be a bonus episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I wanted to, to see if
0: anything else kinda caught anybody's eye, so Well you should do that that hotel I just stayed at. Mm hmm. <sighs> wow.
1: Sorry, I just had a very profound idea. I'm gonna hit the stop (laughs) button before I tell everybody what we're doing. Good idea. Okay, goodbye, guys. Bye.